Hi there. I'm Joe Dudek, president and founder of Keyhole Marketing. And I'm Shannon Jarek. I work for Keyhole as the assistant brand manager. And this is Metaphorically Speaking, a podcast that explores the mysterious side of marketing. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for our final episode of season two. God, it's so fast. It so always busy. does. It really does. Yeah, so in this season, we've just been talking about how fear impacts our lives personally, professionally, every single day. And if this is your first episode or your first time listening, please, we would encourage you to stop, go back a few episodes. Immediately. Do not do anything else, yes. <laughs> Start at the beginning and just catch up with our conversation because we've defined it. We've you know talked about how people respond to it. And in this final episode, we really want to bring some closure to it as we talk about moving with fear, living life with fear. So we really hope that you found this topic, this season on fear and our exploration of it helpful in your everyday lives. I know it's been really challenging for us, so I think there's some good takeaways. It's definitely (laughs) as we got into it, an overwhelming topic and and so much to yet to explore. And we just, we know we've only scratched the surface on this conversation, but yeah, hopefully you've got some, still got some inspiration, some things to think about, and um, maybe you'll connect, start connecting with others around you or happy to connect with us if you want to you know, kind of explore your own journey. But as we get into this episode, we always want to do that reflection and chance to set the stage for the conversation. Um, there's a quote that stood out to me this this last week uh, by Richard Rohr. He's an author, a Fran- I think he's a Franciscan spiritual teacher, so um, has some knowledge. And um, a quote that he, he said was, contemplation, the contemplative mind, it's like putting on a different head where you let the moment, the event, the person, the new idea come toward you as it is without labeling it, analyzing it up and down, in or out, for me or against me. It just is what it is without my label. And, you know, we've talked about that a lot in this season um, of just sitting with your fears and letting them roll over you without trying to grab them, hold them, uh, push them away, wrestle them to the ground, you know, and that's really what this quote stood out to me of just being okay with being in the presence of your fears, Mm -hmm. um, acknowledging their existence and not necessarily having to do anything with them. And that's such a good way to start because we ended our last episode with that, you know, sitting with your fear. Yeah. I probably, I would have liked to get that in that episode, but it (laughs) fit in well here too. So, um, and in this whole season, I think we've tried to touch on fear in the workplace. So you as an employee, a small business owner or an entrepreneur, tried to, try to just figure out how is fear live in your world and we're going to try to dive a little deeper into that realm today um, kind of directly relating our conversation to the business place and to start things off I just wanted to play a clip of an interview I had done recently with Mitch Causey he's the owner of Demandwell uh, if you might have listened we have these episodes in between seasons where we talk to entrepreneurs to figure out you know the process they went to to start their businesses and in our conversation when I talked to Mitch about some of the fears he's experience and he just launched his business at this point a couple months ago and of course just that leap that he took from full-time employment somebody else you know taking care of the bills and paying him and that kind of stuff and going now into you know how does he raise more money and how does he get new clients and how does he serve them well all at the same time so some of those fears and we just I loved his vulnerability and what he shared in this conversation um, so I just want to share a couple couple moments from that conversation related to fear 
here's how we've asked other people are the fears that keep you up at night, which sometimes is a little bit dramatic. I know there are fears that don't really keep me up at night, but they do cross my sure. mind and they do sure. are meaningful. So maybe you hear it in a different way, but are there fears that impact yeah. you deeply? Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's, I feel like you could go very deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We only have about uh, 15 more minutes. So the podcast place closes up. But, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so kind of little known fact, um, I, uh, when I was 26, uh, was clinically diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm -hmm, So OCD, Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I think, uh, OCD has become like a colloquially used Mm -hmm. phrase of like, you know, you, you like to have a clean house, you know, I'm OCD about cleaning my house or whatever, which, you know, totally cool. Like, you know, keep saying it, whatever. Um, but I actually have OCD, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and it and it has you know impacted me um, so much. But thankfully, you know, when I was uh, in that time frame, got you know professional help, uh, and, you know, from like mental health professionals, and uh, they gave me just really, really, really great tools mm-hmm. to use uh, in that. And the reason why I bring it up, you know, around the idea of fear is that um that that's basically all ocd is mm. is is almost like a just a constant fear oh, wow. um so you know is is fear part of my life absolutely like every yeah. minute <laughs> yeah. um wow. it, it absolutely is you know some some people call it the doubting disease mm. uh which you could all you know you could say the fearing disease um constantly fearing uh you know certain things and it shows up in different ways mm-hmm. for everybody um but yeah, that's that's a that's a big thing for me is is fear. Um, but I'm I actually think about my OCD as kind of like my superpower, mm. um, and not just to like make myself like you know feel better. Okay. Um, but I think it has changed the way that I that my brain operates mm. because I know that my brain is constantly fighting against me. Mm. And so I, I like always on guard um, and, and am always questioning, you know, what, what do I feel versus what choice am I going to make about how I respond? uh, What happens next? All that stuff. Um, So it's really, it's really been so helpful to me uh, to actually have had this disease Mm -hmm. because uh, yeah, it has made me so much more intentional about fighting back against fear, mm. uh, and giving me the tools to fight back where I think, um, you know, people that haven't had it, maybe, you know, get fear thrown at them rarely. Yeah. And it's in those times where, you know, you may not be prepared. Um, but I feel, you know, I feel pretty prepared yeah. to do that. Yeah. You've kind of answered the next question too, because yeah. I was interested in people, that we surveyed of like, how do you respond to fear when it comes up? And you've kind of answered, we gave people a couple options, recognize and run from it, fight Mm -hmm. or challenge it, share Mm -hmm. with some others, pretend it's not there, which is usually where I tend to go. Yeah, sure. We're all good. We're all good, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you said you kind of fight, you fight against it. What are some ways you you do that, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, it's really about time. Uh, And and one of those tools, you know, that um, some folks helped me kind of create um, what they call stop words. Mm. Uh, so kind of in the in the world of OCD, that's it's essentially like the cyclical loop uh, 
of you know whatever it is and um and so a stop word is just a phrase um that gets you out of the loop mm. you know yeah. and 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 i think we all get in that sense where you know let's say uh if i if i have a fear kind of like on the business side right now it's like who should i hire okay yeah and so you know you can you can go through that loop all day long yeah. who should i hire who should i hire thinking about different parts of that you know just overthinking 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 um but if you recognize yourself doing that and you have some sort of stop word or stop experience you know if it's uh you know like literally just like stop if you're like walking like literally stop or mm. like you know anything just like change your physical stance yeah physical movement of yeah the internal yeah yeah okay. yeah exactly physical stance change uh either say something to yourself breathe in mm -hmm. deeply you know three times or whatever it yeah. like, literally can be anything uh it's like uh we were just watching inception and it's like the totem thing yeah, you yeah. know it's like uh as long as as long as you know what it means yeah. then that's what's important and uh you know if you do that then it just it just creates a break in that cyclical chain mm. and then that gives you just enough space that you can choose what the next action is okay yeah, yeah. that's interesting well, i think that's so applicable to anybody and yeah it's so helpful because i do think we tend to devalue the power of the physical or and we sometimes just become you know victims of our own minds in yeah. a lot of ways and we just assume that it has total control and there are sometimes just through movement through breathing through those yeah. exercises we're able to as you said stop it and halt it and we yeah. take control or at least yeah. get a moment yeah. to break from exactly. that. Yeah, it's really exactly. interesting. Well, those are great thoughts. Really grateful for Mitch and like you said, just his vulnerability and sharing those things with us. So I think it's just so great to marry up what he said as a small business owner with some of those responses that we received in our survey. We actually sent one directly to some business owners to just ask them some even more specific questions. One of them being, what are the fears that regularly keep you up at night? So we just wanted to share some of those responses. People said, not doing a good job for our clients, not getting work. Mm -hmm. The fear of losing that which I have already achieved or gained. Another person says, um, I fear the business sliding backwards, even though it's in uh, a place of current success. Um, I feel fear about all the decisions of refining all my options. Am I showing up to work as my best person? Am I showing up prepared? Am I manifesting my own thoughts or am I mimicking what others think I should do? Mm. So those are super real to these business owners. Yeah, super you know? real to me. Yeah, every one of those things, <laughs> so much pressure and, and the, the weight of all those things that you feel. And I don't know if it really actually keeps them up at night. It doesn't really keep me up at night, but those are definitely things that I think about a lot, um, the pressure of that. Absolutely. So that's a pretty weighty question, you know, what fears are regu regularly keeping them up at night. So we kind of wanted to flip that and and look at the positive side and ask, what fears have you seen yourself overcome in your career? And these are such encouraging responses just to see that they've felt fear, but they haven't been crippled by it. Mm. So uh, one person says, many fears, they're usually bigger in my head than they are in real life, mm -hmm. which is awesome. They're learning how to just deal with those. Another person says, those mountains of fear that I couldn't overcome times when I had to lay it all on the line to get the business to the next level. Mm -hmm. Again, I just like want to tell these people, congratulations, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know. 
Um, another person says a fear that they've overcome um, is I've learned that my intuition is powerful. Sometimes out of politeness or out of uncertainty, I have hesitated. And more often, now I'm comfortable with making decisions despite whether others think they are good ideas. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last question that we honed in on with these business owners were, what are your specific fears related to marketing their business? And somebody says, my fear is portraying an image that is inconsistent with who we are. Another says, the fear of spending money that does not have a great return or putting something out there that may be judged or criticized by my peers or prospective customers negatively. Mm. So true. (laughs) And then another person says, um, perfectionism. You know, my fear related to marketing my business is that marketing is a lot of work to do. It's a lot of work to do it right. And they're not sure if they're up to the task. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, even as a marketing firm we have the same experiences i mean we have to tell our story and Mm -hmm. all of those fears is we would love to help our clients move through that stuff but at the same time we're very honest about that standing in the way of us sometimes so if we want to make it exactly right exactly perfect before we put it out there or we're going to spend money in the wrong ways that isn't going to be successful or it's you know we're not being honest with ourselves and the way we portray ourselves these are super um like real for us in our world so we understand how it's real in your world as well definitely I mean, all these answers are just so just candid and insightful, and we're just so grateful for um, 50 responses that we got. I mean, that's that was overwhelming. I didn't um, even know you knew that many people, Joe. No, it's definitely family and friends <laughs> of family and friends. Um, so, you know, we're just grateful for people taking the time, and I loved some of the feedback we got from people along the way of, wow, that was a great question. I hadn't thought about that, and, you know, um, you know this is really going to inspire me on what I'm working through already. So. That was, and we hadn't had any the podcast done. Right. Just the questions was really helpful for them. So we're grateful for that. And, you know, I think, you know, again, what we just acknowledged in this whole process and maybe what we should take a moment to sit, we should do like another reflection Start moment right another now. another reflection. <laughs> but just, you know, the awareness of we're all in this together. You know, 50 responses. I mean, that's not everybody, of course. Not everybody I know. But <laughs> uh, it's still, you know, it just expresses to me the um, – how this is so prevalent within all of us Mm -hmm. because it exists within all of us and so therefore just sit in that fact sit in that truth and and breathe that in for a moment like if you felt alone if you felt like you were in this process together 50 people just said no i'm i'm in this process Mm -hmm. with you um whether you know them or not and so there's probably 50 people in your circle who are going through the same thing so just kind of breathe that fact in because we sometimes just quickly push that aside and think that we're by ourselves right Well, and I love that these 50 people did one of the things that were encouraging, which is just they took the time, you know, minutes of their day to sit and think about their fear and be vulnerable and find that community to share their fears with, you know, which is exactly what we should be encouraging each other to do. Yes, for sure. And again, that's just hard for me to do, you know, is to take that time for space and contemplation. But in order to kind of move into the conversation we're talking about today, which is more of an actionable item, I I just think that's so important to mm-hmm. do up front. And we've thought a lot about how people in the business world can take what they've learned and then move with fear. And we want to be really intentional about that preposition with, you know, it's recognizing yet again that fear is present in all of our lives. And now how do we take that and not let it completely cripple us? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we move with it as opposed to this fearlessness concept that says you have to move through it, you have to get to the other side, Mm -hmm. you have to finish it. Which, I mean, we we just shared those answers from the business owners. I mean, they've had success to move through the other side and, and be able to move past some stuff they've done. 
But like Shannon's saying, and we just we don't want to live in this reality that only on the other side or once we move through it is is the sweet spot. If we can move with it, that's better than just sitting idle and pretending it's not there or um, you know just giving no attention whatsoever. So we really try to focus on that with versus the through. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so along the way, we've kind of come up with it's it's certainly not an exhaustive list, but a list of maybe some ways of thinking or even some actionable items that you can do as you move with fear in your workplace and in your career. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and these are kind of compiled from our survey responses from some of our research, just putting yourself in the lens of I'm an entrepreneur, a small business owner, and how can I move through fear in my professional life? And it's not an exhaustive list, you know, just really some stuff that stood out to us in our conversations and the survey responses like man this really seems to be an important thing to, to mention mm-hmm. so don't feel like we've covered all the the gamut of all of these uh, for sure yeah so one of the first major themes that we found was just needing to find more of a healthy balance between looking inward and looking outward there's so much of a sense of comparison in today's world you know to another person another company another client and while some of that can be healthy to an extent you know for a business competition standpoint maybe um, it just can become unhealthy. We're spending far too much time comparing and contrasting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And maybe we need to just balance the ability for fear to create itself in those moments by taking more time to look at ourselves, you know, focusing on the fears that we face and applying what we've learned, applying what we become aware of to the truth that we're part of something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Our lives, the work we do, is intertwined with that of other people. We can all be part of a greater cause. That company that you're, you know, comparing yourself to also moves with fear and mm-hmm. has to figure that out. So we're not in that process alone. Every person um, wrestles with that. So yeah, and sometimes it's not even a competitor; it's a peer. Sometimes, and they're having so much more success than we are, and we want to mm-hmm. want to have the same thing that they are and they're experiencing and. You know, like you said, it's just we can all be a part of something bigger. We can help su- support each other versus work against each other, and finding that balance between eyes on ourselves and eyes on on others. You know, we can probably spend too much time on both, and <laughs> I know I have for sure. Um, another thing that stood out just in the research and the conversations with with these business leader, leaders was this idea of the fear of failure and and the fear of success. Um, you know, failure probably seems more obvious. Um, it's this idea of like it's not going to work. Whatever we're going to, the risk we're going to take, the things we want to step out into is just not going to work. And sometimes we, we have this idea of it either succeeds or it fails. There's, there's no gray area between. And, you know, the one side has all the advantages and the other side has no advantages or all the disadvantages. And I think like this kind of thinking of this all or nothing, um, success or failure, um, kind of thinking blends into how we view ourselves. Sometimes we see ourselves as a failure if we don't succeed and and aren't amazing at everything we do. But, you know, we've talked about it a few times in the season that the truth really isn't that failure is this black or white thing. Um, You know, it isn't always a bad thing. It can actually add a lot of, have a lot of positive outcomes um, from that and can lead to great outcomes in our lives. So we kind of need to be okay with taking those leaps of faith and be okay with the landing. Mm -hmm. And it can kind of land on both sides. It can land in failure and and it's okay. You can learn a lot from those experiences. Or it can lean in, land in success. And what was really fascinating in this research and, and um, you know, the survey response is just that fear of things working well. That was mm-hmm. kind of surprising to me. Because, I know. You know, I just, you know, I just assumed like the, the one side was the biggest fear. But there is this 
surprising fear of success. You know, what's going to come out from that? What do I have to deal with that I don't have to deal with today? And um, it seems like you would want to go after those opportunities, but that can that can um, paralyze you as well. So mm-hmm. really finding that this, the balance you need to find uh, in, in there of being okay with taking steps of faith both towards um, what may be a failure or maybe a success and um, being okay with both both situations. That's super interesting. I don't think I've ever put words to the fear of success, you know, <laughs> yeah, but after true. like thinking and talking through it, I'm like, wow, I, I can see that self manifesting in weird ways, yeah. you know, yeah, for myself. For sure. um, and of course we can't miss an opportunity to talk about storytelling as content marketers and, you know, self-proclaimed storytellers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I love to kind of do is just really think about how fear can help you tell the story that you need to be telling about your business to your audience. Um, I love looking at fear like it's a story. Um, Your fear has a a character, a name, it has a plot. There could be strong imagery, there could be suspense. Um, And I just wonder if we lean into that almost imaginative space that fear creates, the story that our amazing human minds can create because we're afraid of something. Um, what if we use that to actually see what the future could hold for a positive mm-hmm. way? You know, how do we use our fear to write that story into existence? Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's a positive experience like we just talked about. Mm-hmm. One other thing that stood out to me was, and maybe I've experienced a lot in my own world, of this idea of emotional maturity. Um, I've got a five-year-old child who's much more mature, <laughs> highly emotional, <laughs> but much more emotionally mature than I am. I think he... He's very upfront and honest with the way he feels about things and expresses them. Um, maybe doesn't always do it in the healthiest way, but um, you know, can, it still has some really. It's really a testament to me sometimes because I a lot of times like to suppress my emotions and my feelings and you know pretend they're not there or table them for somewhere else. And he does have a natural response, which is really you know good model for me. I think, you know, related to this, there's this, and probably this is where it comes from me, is this idea of bravado that I have to have. Like, I've got it together. You know, let's bring on these fears. It's no big deal. And I hope everybody else sees how good I am and how strong I am at dealing with some of these fears. And, you know, in the process, we just bury these fears under this facade that we're trying to maintain. And, you know, we, some ways we're trying to do that to maybe to to numb ourselves out from the pain that we don't want to experience if we, you know, acknowledge the fears exist there. Um but the, the the other side of that is true too that we numb ourselves out to the pleasure pleasurable things that we can experience you know because we're just avoiding all emotions mm-hmm. and so I just love the way my son again maybe his responses aren't the healthiest but we can we can lean on some of the ways he responds um, with the honest ways in which he responds and some things that I thought of related to this was like you know the healthy responses to fear and the way we can ex- grow ourselves emotionally um, is to talk about it with family and friends and you know, mm-hmm. put this out there with them. Or sometimes another step might just be speaking to ourselves. You know, maybe we don't get to a point where we're ready to share it with somebody else, but just putting it out there, letting it uh, live in the space in which we're, we're in can have a very powerful experience. Uh, maybe also writing these fears down in very colorful language so you're not, you know, very simple with it, but you're really trying to describe it in, in minute detail and how it affects you. You could also respond, like letting this feed into some artistic outlet, like that maybe that you should be creating some artwork or some stories um, that you've been holding in, that this can, can result in that. And then we've talked about it a lot, but there's another healthy response of just, um, you know, stopping and breathing in mm-hmm. and just 
all these things can really help us, I think, become more mature in the way we embrace and experience our emotions. Absolutely. I think there's so much of a pressure that comes from this stage, you know, of maybe being a small business owner or entrepreneur. And there's just such a benefit to releasing yourself, ourselves from that pressure, Mm -hmm. you know, being okay. We we continue to say with creating a space for connection, for vulnerability, you know, whether that's going to your staff and your coworkers and your peers, your leadership team, and just being honest about how you're feeling and what they're feeling. Um, So just taking the time and taking the space to open up, be vulnerable, connect with others who are probably dealing with the same thing that you are, Mm -hmm. you know, or can relate to something. Um, they can just open your mind to seeing things that you haven't seen yet. Yeah. So as we wind down this episode, but also this season, we we wanted to give you one last opportunity, an encouragement, a challenge to um, sit with your fear and be with it. So in this last exercise, you know, thinking about you as a the process of leading a team or running your small business or pursuing that next client, like what are some of the fears related to those activities? Um, so ask yourself kind of a two-part question. What am I afraid of now? And just stopping and breathing and being able to just be with that for a moment, not trying to rush off to the next part of this process and not really trying to do anything with that. You spoke these words, you wrote these words, just let them be. And then start to move forward with it by asking the next question, which is, and then what? You know, I think if you think back to our conversation, my conversation with Lindsay, where Sometimes her vision is always the negative, like the worst case scenarios. And sometimes we can do that. We can just think about either the first part and we get paralyzed with what are our fears. And then we don't think about like, what are the alternatives? Like what are the the ways this thing can play out? Mm -hmm. Um, So again, it may sound a little redundant to some of the other exercises, but it's another way of just taking a moment, um, turning some stuff off, turning the distractions off, um, putting some boundaries up around yourself and just sitting there and, and making space for you to explore your fears because I feel like that's always that seems to be the biggest missed opportunity. We're on always on to the next activity, mm-hmm. and this is a, another opportunity for you just to stop, be with that, take some moment to breathe, find some space, find some clarity. Absolutely, we hope that you found this conversation was helpful, was maybe informative, enlightening, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for myself. Um, but we thank you just for spending some more time with us, working through a deep and heavy conversation. You know, that like we've said, every person deals with and Joe and I deal with every single day and small business owners deal with this. So if you have any more questions or comments related to this conversation on fear, we welcome them. We'd love to talk to you about what we can do for you at Keyhole Marketing. So as always, shoot us an email at hi at keyholemarketing.us. And if you have any other ideas for future seasons, that we'd love to hear that kind of stuff. We've got some some visions, I think, for the next couple of seasons, but we'd love your input, some things you would want to hear. Um, again, sort of that mysterious side of marketing. What are some things that might be holding you up or you're trying to process and move forward with? So we'd love to ex- explore that with you. Mm-hmm. So thanks so much for the time, and we'll talk to you next season. Mm-hmm.